0: Hello readers, Keith Hernandez is a former pro baseball player and 17 years in the bigs. He captured one MVP award in 1979, was a five-time All-Star, 11-time Gold Glove winner at first base, and a two-time World Series champ with the St. Louis Cardinals and the 1986 Mets. Currently, he serves as an analyst for New York Mets baseball, and he's now a published author. The book is called I'm Keith Hernandez. Keith, thank you so much for the time today. How you doing?
1: I'm great. Thank you.
0: You said at the start of the book that there are plenty of books out there covering the 86 Mets and plenty of generic baseball books. You wanted to do something a little bit different. i got to say I really enjoyed the honesty of the book and how you weaved the past of how you came up and established yourself as a major leaguer on and off the field with the present, including your broadcasting career and current thoughts on the game of baseball, often alternating these things from chapter to chapter. Was that how you wanted to write the book from the get-go or a decision that was made after you realized you had so much to work with from the past and present?
1: Um, you're right, spot on, my friend. Um, it was, we realized, this has been a two and a half year project, and it was going to be an autobiography up to present, and then the that, gosh, it would take another year and a half, and we'd already been extended three times on our deadline from Little Brown, and, and they wanted a book that was with 90,000 words, which is around um, uh, 330 pages, which the book is. So we more or less said, okay, let's just. Everybody knows the finished product. When I was in New York, no one knows my journey to that end, which was my childhood dream to be a star major league player. So the book uh, begins in obviously it, in my childhood, uh, my minor league years, and my Cardinal years, basically, and ends uh, in April of 19, the end of April 19. Eighty after my MVP in batting title year when I finally had a good April and I realized that I was a major league player <clears throat> and I belonged on the same field and was a peer of the likes of Pete Rose, Steve Garvey, Willie Stargell, Tom Seaver, you name it. So I had arrived on the big league scene. So that's the gist of the book, the struggles that I had. It wasn't an easy road. Uh, I had a lot of uh, setbacks. I got sent down my, by 1975 back to the minors. Uh, I struggled my first three years in the big leagues. Uh, so it's all there. And uh, that's what we tried to portray uh, you know, that it wasn't an easy uh, yellow brick road for me.
2: Keith, did you read any other autobiographies or biographies that kind of gave you some motivation or some tips and tricks on how to write this?
1: Uh, I've read biographies a lot, but more, more historical. I, I don't read a lot of. Uh, of sports books, um, but uh, you know, I wrote it along with Mike Ponzi, and uh, it was his idea. We kind of we don't write it in chronological order, and I liked that. Uh, I read my share of autobiographies, and you kind of go, "Gosh, can I get through the, can I get through the years when he was, you know, five years old, and can I get you know, to the point where he made history? This person, whatever this autobiography was. Uh, so we, he decided he wanted to bounce around, which we do. And he, I thought he, I thought he weaved in and out beautifully. Uh, the, mo- the book, is, the book moves. It's, an, it's, it's a good read, and, and it's full of content. I'm really, I'm pleased with it.
0: Keith, you mentioned that you spent some time in the Cards minor league system. That included a stop in Tulsa. A couple questions based on that experience. Have you had any close calls with tornadoes in Tulsa? And also, what were cockfights in Tulsa, Oklahoma, like in
1: 1975? Well it was a different period a different time back in 1973 and 74 and a little bit of 75 that i spent there um it was uh, a big tornado it's tornado alley and we had a big tornado come through uh, several funnels uh from they usually they usually travel in a northeasterly direction and uh, this one started in Oklahoma City in the morning, and we're due northeast of Oklahoma City around two hours. And uh, our game was called that night. Uh, that that afternoon, they called us and said, just just no game. The tornado's going to get here around 5 o'clock and take care of yourself. So uh, it came, and uh, it was pretty scary. I I got caught in a... In a gully. I mean, I was afraid to be in the uh, my apartment. I just remember reading stories about apartments just going up like matchboxes, and hmm. so I ran out into a gully. And next thing I know, within minutes, when the storm hit, the funnel landed around uh, 20 blocks from me, and it was a sound like a freight train, it scared the heck out of me. And but within five, within three, five minutes, I was up to my waist in water, and I looked up at the trees that were swaying, and I said, you know what? If these trees break. And follow me, I'm going to drown. So I ran up out of it and ran back into the, into the apartment, and that gully was full of poison oak, and I had poison oak the next day from head to toe, uh, and I had to get a cortisone shot it was. Just a mess. Oh, man. Um, so that was my experience. The cockfights I had a friend that raised roosters and hens and bred them. And there were cockfights going on all over the place out there in the farms outside of Tulsa. It was very rural. And it was just right out of a William Fa- Faulkner book, you know. Farmers out there would load the cash, and and betting on the cockfights. And um, I went to around um, maybe a handful of them, and uh, just part of the experience. Today, you know, the people probably get squeamish, and you know, it's not the best thing how you want to treat animals, that's for sure. And uh, but uh, different time, uh, different experience, and. um Tulsa was a great town. I really, I really enjoyed my time in Tulsa.
2: And I'm sure you were happy to get the call back up, though, without a question. Hey, Keith, I've got to ask. Look, oh, no, you, no doubt, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the The obvious answer to this question is is your two World Series championships. So we'll leave those to the side. But did you have a favorite moment in your pretty prolific big league career? Whether it's an at bat or or winning some sort of award outside of winning your World Series, what was your favorite or most memorable big league moment?
1: Well. Two of them I got two big hits in both World Series I was in in the seventh game It drove in uh, uh runs that I believe tied the game in eighty two We were behind in game seven late. I forget the inning it might have been a seventh and in um new york uh I drove in two runs uh or at late that um in game seven also it was uh, the same situation. It was actually quite remarkable, and uh, that I, I remember getting up to the box in that a seventh game and going, "Jesus, is like a rerun from '82." I can't believe it. Here I am again in a situation, the seventh game in the seventh inning, or and we're down, and I got to get a base hit. And fortunately, I came through both times. So those are the two most memorable at bats of my career.
0: Keith, you uh, avoided the DL for your first 15 years in the league, which I find remarkable. How did you do that?
1: Well, a little bit of it's luck, uh, and I played every day. I probably I played around 155 games and up. Um, I really didn't do anything, to be honest with you. It was uh, back in the days when you didn't work out. Uh, I did not lift a finger um, uh, to get in shape for an off-season, didn't run or anything, never put on a pound until I turned, um, I forget, I was 191 pounds or 195, and then all of a sudden around when I was 26, 27, I came to camp at 215, and I about had a heart attack. And then from that point on, all I did was uh, run long distance, cross-country, cross-country. Um, I would run two days in a row, take it off day, run two more days. I would run anywhere from from 30 minutes to an hour, and a pretty good clip. And um, that kept me in shape, and I actually loved it. And I always would come to camp after that, obviously, not out of shape, in great shape. And uh, I really feel that if I hadn't done that, uh, my career would not have been as long, and I probably would have gotten hurt. And I also stretched. Uh, that's so important after you run before and after. I stretched every day to make sure that I was limber. Um, I can't do those things anymore at my age, but uh, I was very fortunate I didn't get hurt for such a long time.
2: Keith, just a couple more for you. I'm a big fan of your broadcasting work. I'm an MLB.TV subscriber, so I get uh, a lot of Mets games and enjoyed your work uh, on Fox last year during the postseason. i got to ask, while you were playing, did you always see yourself as a broadcaster, and what's your favorite part of uh, being a broadcaster?
1: I never saw myself uh, anything other than a baseball player. (laughs) And uh, when I retired, I had back surgery in uh, '90. uh, when I was with in, with Cleveland after my first year there and I just retired I mean I I was a year recovery I was on a two year deal so uh, after the season was over in 91 I just decided I know wasn't going to try to come back and i have been 38 coming back and uh, so I at that point it was you know what am I going to do with the second half of my life you know my whole first half of my life since I was 5 years old has been baseball and uh what am I going to do and um it was just very fortunate that I got into the position to even announce, to even get get picked and get started from scratch. And I learned from a lot of very good people along the way. I had no, I had no knowledge of, of broadcasting. I mean, I'd know the game, and that was it. I'd be an analyst, but there's, there's things you have to know. So basically, there was an agent that uh, came up to me at Elaine's, the famous night hub restaurant up in the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and he said, you should be announcing. And I said, no, I'm not interested. And he goes, well, let me leave you my card. Uh, would you mind giving me your phone number? And I'll tell you mind if I call you once every couple months, three uh, months, just to see if you changed your mind. And he always did check in. And finally, after about a year and a half, I said, okay, Let's give it a try. And fortunately, the Mets uh, uh, said okay. And I started out doing around 20 games a year, and uh, worked my way up. And then when the new network formed, it became a full-time job.
0: One more question, Keith. You know, there's so many things that I could ask you about, from your thoughts on the current version of the game to all the different interactions you've had over the years with uh, Hall of Famers, from Lou Brock, who was a teammate of yours, also Bob Gibson, to other guys around the league. But I think I need to ask a question that you probably haven't been asked enough about on your book tour, and that is the importance of your brother Gary in your journey, not just in baseball, but in life.
1: You are the first person to ask that question, and my brother is very prominent in the book. Um, my older brother, two years older than me, uh, we were always very close. He was always very protective of me, being the younger brother. Um, he went to Cal Berkeley and was an all American first baseman and signed with the Cardinals and played three years in the minor leagues. Got as high as uh double A. He has always been my uh, greatest supporter. Um there for me in the down times. Uh he is uh just an extraordinary brother. We're we're oh, I am very lucky. And uh just a matter of fact got off the phone with him a while ago, talked to him today. Back in California, and uh, I was very fortunate to have him. He was, there's a lot of things in the book that talk about him, and uh, I'm glad you picked up on that because he was a very important part of my life.
0: Well, uh, I'm happy to uh, hear you talk about somebody who uh, made such a positive impact on you. And while there are plenty of stories about getting cussed out by Roger Waters and minor league baseball and major league baseball and uh, cockfights and prostitution and smoking weed at times, it's important to get the, the true substantive things out there when you're having a conversation like this. So thank you very much for sharing, Keith. And we really appreciate the time today, sir. Thank you, Keith.
1: Thank you for having me.